This is a shock podcast. Shock. A rock star's guide surviving the Malaysian music industry. Yo, yo, yo. What's up everybody? <laughs> yeah, I'm just glad to be back. You know, it's been a crazy 2022 and I took a long break just to, you know, kind of like regroup and recollect. And I hope you guys did the same too because last year we saw a lot of good things happen and this year of course there are tons of festivals happening tons of things that are going on and it's just going crazy right good vibes is happening sound circus right sound circus is happening and just so many cool events i think it's absolutely cool all right so welcome to the rockstar's guide to surviving the malaysian music industry my name is darren from the band and honest mistake and i am absolutely thrilled to share with you guys what i have observed over the years in the scene and just trying to learn and share this information that I've learned with you guys and at the same time probably learn from you guys too right so yeah man um today we have a very very important topic and this is something that's absolutely important for every band to do of course you know there are some circumstances that will not allow us to do it but in other cases sound checks are absolutely important okay i know i've covered sound checks before but i thought that i would just highlight it again only goes to show the importance and how it's super super duper important right so let's um kind of like discover the best ways to conduct a sound check and why we should be really really spot on okay so the first thing kind of like a disclaimer most important is a sound check is essential it is something that we all have to do in order to be really 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 good because there are so many factors involved there are so many people involved especially during a live show and if you're playing a festival you want to be respectful of other people's time and all that as well we'll cover all of that but we're going to talk about this okay so the aim of the process of a sound check okay is to find the best on stage mix okay according to our specific gear our voices in fact most times the dimensions and characteristics of a room we might not know this because sometimes when we're on stage we're thinking okay you know i just need to make sure that the sound on stage sounds good and um, you know we don't need to care about what's happening on the house but what is happening on the house that is where the room comes in okay so the sound check can be analyzed from two different perspectives one is the front of house which is FOH okay the sound engineer and the musicians themselves aka us on stage right so ideal results are achieved when both sides work together sensibly as a team now i have heard of stories where you know they hate the engineer they cannot work together or the engineer hates the band because of their diva attitudes and stuff like that you know so it's all about working together right for optimal results there are kind of like a few rules it is never written but these are some guides okay i've done a little bit of research you know just to put everything into perspective but i believe these are things that we need to know and these are absolutely essential and how we as musicians can actually help the sound engineer because at the end of the day the most important person in a show okay or at a show or in a live setting is the engineer so don't piss the engineer off because once you piss him off you know there are a lot of things multiple things that could go wrong and on purpose all right so let's get started there's going to be so much uh, for us to uncover but the first one okay there are 10 things that we are going to talk about and the first one is leave problem sources at home now it's not like leaving your household problems in that sense 
But of course, you gotta leave that at home too, right? Uh, I just want to bring this up because sometimes there are so many problematic situations and when we're at the show, at the soundcheck, we're trying to figure out, oh, my, my cable is not working, my pedals are, are buzzing, you know? So there could be multiple mistakes and problems that could arise from a live show. So we want to get all of that sorted out even before we get to the soundcheck, all right? So a very common mistake is to bring problem sources or problematic gear to the stage. And um, the back line, which is the amps and the drums and all that, should be checked for crackling cables and faulty components. Now, of course, for us, we have the liberty to venues provide the back line. But in many cases, like for example, like myself, I bring my own amps out all the time and I often would check before going to a live show, right? If it's buzzing or if it's crackling or if the cable is not working or if the, the power supply is not stable and stuff like that. So I'll have to sort all of that at home first, right? So all these things need to be done before the actual sound check at home or in your rehearsal room or at jamming, you know, so it could be pedals and all those things that I just mentioned earlier, okay? So when you locate and eliminate the problem sources earlier on, okay, it will be very, very helpful because it can cause a lot of unnecessary time wastage, okay? So time is something, you know, that both the sound engineer or the band don't necessarily have, okay? So especially if your band arrives late for sound check, okay? So... This is absolutely important and leads to the next point, which is punctuality. So first one, sort all your problems out at home. Make sure you got it all sorted. I can give you another example. I realized that my pedals, when I hook all of them up, sometimes it'll buzz. So I always have an extra adapter just to have that one problematic pedal have its individual power source. That usually eliminates the problem. So I know this because I've tried it out at home and I know that it works. Then when I get to sound check or even at the show, I know that it won't be an issue. If there's an issue, I'll just switch it up and bring that extra stuff, right? So number two, secret to this is, you know, punctuality. Usually, you know, when we do a sound check, there's usually a short window. You know, we're lucky if if we are given a long sound check period. Like usually it's like half an hour and half an hour, to be honest, is more than enough for touring bands an international act sometimes it, it's one or two hours you know but from my experience I've never experienced a two hour sound check you know one hour was the max and when we played in Taiwan we had one full hour when we played in Singapore you know we had one full hour and that really gives us a lot of time uh, but if you arrive late it's just gonna eat into that time and we don't wanna waste people's time right so there's no way to predict how long it will take to get the perfect mix for a band because every band's gear and dynamics are different right so this makes it all the more important that all the band members arrive early not on time but early right so time that you waste in the beginning will eventually you know bite you in the end because you're eating into another band's time and then everything's just gonna be delayed so you don't want to cause that okay so the worst scenario is having to play a show with a terrible mix due to a rush sound check so we don't want that to happen so again being early absolutely important okay if you know you're traveling far check google or ways for the distance and the time that is needed so these are all the things that has to be taken into account right so number three keep order and keep silent i was at a gig last night and while all the band members were kind of plugging in their gear i'm quite sure that there was no sound check because it was a very tiny venue it was very low-key very simple setup uh, not everything is mic'd up except like the kick while the band members are 
putting in their guitars and like the guitarists and the bassists they are fixing their gear drama is just banging away like as if it's the real show already so that really messes up everything and then everybody's just gonna try to go louder and stuff like that you know it's just more messy right so keep in mind that not all instruments can be checked or EQ'd at the same time okay you gotta go one at a time okay so while the sound engineer is focusing on one instrument all the other performers should remain silent so usually it will start with drums and then you'll go to bass both the guitars keys and then finally vocals right so don't restlessly fidget with your instrument unless you want to waste time right it is also counterproductive to complain and state that you are annoyed by the 10 minute kick drum check i mean there's no use complaining right so go in order again the order is drums first kick snare tom one tom two tom three hi-hat cymbals and then you play your overall kit and then we move on to bass and then after that the guitars right so also very very important is when you do this sound check try to play things that you are actually playing for the show right for example if you're a post-rock band play your post-rock lick okay play your actual song because if you're a post-rock band and then you play like a death metal lick using sounds that you don't actually use for your set it doesn't make sense to even sound check in that case you know what i mean because essentially what is needed to be eq'd and to be heard by the engineer is the stuff that you're actually going to play live right so the sound engineer knows or should know what he or she is doing and the more of a perfectionist they are the better for your band's success and of course your audience's ears all right so it's absolutely important to have this order right okay so moving to the next one number four suitable material for the man at the desk and the man at the desk of course is our engineer Alright, so being prepared is most important of all, both for the individual sound check and for the whole band's mix. Alright, so the engineer depends on real material to be played during a sound check. For example, I just mentioned in the previous point, okay, it should be performed the same way as it will be during the show. So, for example, vocalists sing at full volume and pronounce the lyrics like like how it should be pronounced during a show. You know, don't just mumble or just like, oh, okay, do a, a level check. You want to do a proper sound check. Sing at full level. Sing the song that you're supposed to sing. Play the instrument. Play the part that you're supposed to play. So the sound guy would know what to expect. And the next one, which I also feel is very important, is to keep eye contact with the sound engineer. Alright, so if you remain in a line of sight with the sound engineer, you can communicate with him or her better during the show. So coordinated communication is now the key. And it is to a large extent non-verbal as you play. I feel that sometimes when you go, Oh, Mr. Engineer! Sound guy! You know, or abang. You know, I, I don't think it's the best way to address somebody. So, and you don't want to do that during your set or halfway through your set or in between songs. You know, I, I always feel that there's a better way to do it. And having that verbal communication is super important. For example, I played Pangong Asia earlier in the year and um, I just looked back at the guy who's sorting out the monitors and I needed more guitars and I just pointed at my guitar and I kind of gestured up. You know, so then he knew, oh, okay, I need to put more guitars on, on the monitors. You know, so non-verbal because I'm playing and I'm singing at the same time and I can't, you know, actually say it, right? So having eye contact is absolutely important, all right? So experienced front of house engineers are used to noticing and responding to looks and hand signals, all right? So the same goes for experienced musicians. So I believe that if you may not be used to it yet, this is something that you can take note. 
Next up would be number six. Avoid feedback loops. Haha, <laughs> this is one of those things, and uh, you know, feedback of course is is something that is really really annoying, and we don't want that to happen. Now again, yesterday at the gig, it was just feedbacking all the way, right? There was just feedback all the way, and it was just madness. But you know. Because I believe most of the bands just didn't do a sound check, but it's all good, alright? Because we're gonna learn how to sort this out. So the live reference volume does not mean that everyone should play as loudly as possible with the amps cranked to maximum, okay? In other words, you know, the common expression is don't crank it up to 11. So you have to be sensible with your individual volume control and you are required to make sure that you don't go above a volume level that will cause the mics and monitors to feedback so this is something that could be tested during sound check so that feedback doesn't occur during your actual set and most importantly we gotta be considerate of your audience's hearing and consequently of them coming to see you perform again in the future if everything is just too loud you know there's so much feedback it's gonna reflect poorly on your band as well so you don't want that to happen and I also wanna say this louder doesn't always mean better I tweeted this right after the gig and um, you know just as a reminder for everybody because the bands were try, you know like they were trying to go louder and louder because they couldn't hear themselves EQing is also very important I'm assuming that they thought that having the most metal sounding guitar with no mids is gonna help make them sound better uh, because it sounds very metal it didn't and the guitar that was scooped was barely even audible you know so it kept going louder and louder and it was causing feedback and stuff and you know it, it really didn't help so avoiding feedback loops is one thing but at the same time learning how to EQ your sound and keeping your levels balanced is also very important for example when my band when we don't have the liberty of having a super long sound check we would just do a quick line check usually what we'll do is we'll play a simple lick all at the same time and then quickly balance things out simple as that you know and then we'll do it the second time to make sure that it's right and then we'll play so that's kind of how it is done when you don't have the liberty of having a sound check alright but the next one is also super important it's all communication at the end of the day and it's giving concise instructions so it's all like I said communication right so you can give the sound engineer a list of instructions maybe your desired sounds and a list of sequences for the performance you know he or she will definitely be grateful for this but only if it's really short and concise now if we write long notes and stuff like that sometimes it could be very confusing they don't have time to go through in detail and, and, and just read everything right so short and concise is always the best right so if it is unnecessarily elaborate the engineer will most likely disregard it okay so they will not read a novel about your ideas for the show so keep it in point form and very short usually when we you know send out our tech writer all these details are already in the tech writer and it's easy easily understandable, short, simple, super quick and easy, right? Engineers will only implement what is understood, so make it clear and to the point, simple as that. And I believe this point is very, 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 very important and I believe number 8 is also the lucky number. Soundcheck is not a rehearsal. I've said this many times before and I also tweeted, you know, a sound check. What a sound check isn't. And that is the title of this episode itself. So yeah, let's talk about it now. Soundcheck is not a rehearsal. And, you know, it's not for you to jam your song and like try to figure things out, you know, and like try to talk to your band members like, oh, you know, should I play it this way or should I play it that way? You know, like you do all of that before you actually get to a sound check, okay? So if you really need to practice something again, sound check is definitely the most unsuitable situation, okay? 
because the aim of a sound check at the end of the day is you your your aim is to set levels you know sort out the eq you know sort out like the effects you know and other things so when you're jamming on stage and as if it's your rehearsal it doesn't help the sound engineer at all okay so if the rehearsal of a part is urgently needed ask the engineer whether there's still a moment left to do so and i think you know this is just part and parcel of being considerate of the people that you're working with so most times when we sound check we just do half a song usually you know half a song to get a good mix for the front of house and then finish up the song for our monitor mix you know that's kind of how we do it but sometimes the engineer would require more time so then they will ask oh can you play a full song can you play one more song you know uh can you play like a softer song so they can get a good balance of how we are to sound in these different settings in that sense but again soundcheck is not a rehearsal right so number nine which i also feel is absolutely important is friendliness and uh friendliness goes a long way and we need to be friendly uh and respectful to people and especially the sound engineer the first thing at a show usually is for me i will go to the sound engineer and say hi introduce myself first and let him know oh i'm playing at this time this time or i'm playing after this band or before this band and just kind of like maintain like a kind of rapport with them okay because it's super important to be nice to them first okay so remember that you are working with a person and not a machine all right so speak to the engineer courteously and kindly and most importantly never self-righteously you know sometimes you some band members who happen to be engineers as well you know they they always talk like as if they're better than the actual engineer in the house right so don't think that is the best way so you know your ego put it aside it shouldn't get in the way and you're not better than anyone because you are the performer all right so ideally you should introduce yourself to the engineer before the sound check begins being on a first name basis always helps to get the best results Right, so that is point number nine, and I guess number ten, which is also very important, is hands off. Okay, sometimes set it and forget it. My brother is a full-time sound engineer, and uh, he tells me there is a term that a lot of people use, which is set and forget. Everything is set. The results are satisfactory. Most likely, everyone had to make some compromises. That is important to compromise. Okay, soundcheck is done, but everyone is still tinkering with the instruments, knobs, controls, and all that. So this is something that has to stop because once it's set, it is based off of that last setting. All right. So once it's set, it's set. You you don't want to like mess around with it and then later on go oh you know I soundcheck for nothing because you know in the end when I played the show sounded bad. So you don't want that to happen. Once it's done, take a photo of the settings. Remember them. Like if it's your pedals, you know, make some markings. Take a photo. Easy, okay? If it's an amp that you do not own, take a photo. Simple, alright? So too many adjustments could only destroy the overall result. So if you really need to make a major adjustment, speak with the engineer and see what can be done. Alright, so these are 10 tips on how to do a really, really good sound check. And always remember, a sound check is not a rehearsal. Be respectful of people's time. Be respectful to the people that you're working with. And these tips, I believe, will help go a long way with your band. And I hope that you hold it dear to your heart that when you go out and perform, whether you're a hip-hop act or a band or a solo artist, these are things that you need to know. And I hope that you will take it to heart and will remember it and apply it the next time you're out at a show. So in our next episode, we are going to uncover more things and hopefully you will benefit from them because this show at the end of the day is to help you navigate the crazy 
Malaysian music industry. My name is Darren from the band An Honest Mistake. This is the Rockstar's Guide to Surviving the Malaysian Music Industry. We'll be back here again really, really soon. Stay tuned, everybody.